Hello and welcome to uh, Skill Check, the uh, gaming mental health podcast from uh, YMC Exeter. My name is Andy and uh, here with me I have uh, Zach on the other side of the Facebook link. Hello. Hi. Good day how, to you, sir. How are things? Very well. It's been a slightly rough day in that I was a bit migrainey, headache earlier mm. and, and basically was like, oh no. Is this, the, is this the day that it doesn't happen? I was like, is this the it? screens and lights were like really, really like setting the pain off. And I was like, I'm like I don't know mm. do skill check, but here I am. Yes, here I am. you have soldiered through and yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it would not be the same without you. Yeah, I, I, but with having a commitment like this weekly, like I always feel like I would have to physically be dead in order to not come. <laughs> Can we make a deal not to put that to the test? No, obviously. Okay, well, that, it feels like good. such a big commitment now that, <laughs> like, I feel like I have to come. Like, I can't not, I can't not, I can't be ill. I can't be have another meeting. I can't have anything else on. This is the thing that happens. Brilliant. At four o'clock, we record the podcast, and so here I am, ready Brilliant. for the bumper episode. I'm so, to, I don't mean long. I just mean that it's going to be amazing. Well, hopefully it's not too long, but it, yeah, sometimes we, we do overrun a little bit. And so today we are going to talk retro games, the retro games to look out for because they're normally fairly cheap on console, PC, Steam, mobile app stores. Yeah. They're normally a couple of quid. At most, they're, yeah, they're, they're not pricey games. So we figured we'd present to you, our lovely listeners, our top kind of retro games, or at least that was what we discussed yeah. a few days ago. I may have broken that promise a little bit, Zach, I'm afraid. We've not started and you're already breaking I know, promise. I know, I'm very sorry. I, I just found it too... Just too much. There is a wealth of retro gaming ports out there now. Mobiles have created a, a thing. <laughs> should, should we quickly sum up what we mean by a retro game? Okay, yeah. I'll let you do this. This is your okay, cool. expertise. <laughs> so, I think the rule for this afternoon is retro is... is uh, games that uh, were released during the 1990s or earlier. Flip, earlier than 1990s. You, you're talking some real... Like, I think we forget that gaming is quite new <laughs> as a thing. Closely, computers, right? And I know, guys, some of our listeners will be shocked to hear that computers weren't always a thing and that both me and Andy belong to the generation where if we go right right back to when we were small children computers were not a thing um, <laughs> so old mobile phones I know it's crazy we are old and but you can have games from before the 90s I, I, I don't think any of mine are oh, I'm sure you can I'm sure there are some but... like the late 80s that are 
that are there or thereabouts. In fact, maybe some of mine are actually from the eighties. Ooh. I did. I, I, you see, I've got I've got six because obviously we're not going to do all of mine. You got six. I just wanted a selection okay. to see kind of what game you're going to come out with, and then to kind of pitch mine okay. where you are. Because I feel like okay. if we do three each, that's a good. We've both done the same number, and it'll be an eclectic mix, hopefully. Of can we can we say four? I'm I'm just thinking time. Okay, let, let, let's let's be quick, and I'll explain why why I've gone for four because because you have a non-negotiable list of four that you can... <laughs> well no not not at all. But I was like I, I I was researching, you know, I was doing my research for this last night, and uh, I was like, where do you start? You know, oh, yeah. I was looking up. I was like thinking. If I want to play a game on my phone that was released on the Sega Mega Drive, mm. I could probably play it. Yeah, probably. On either on my phone or on the Switch or indeed on a PC. Yeah. So I have separated them down to genres. Oh, okay. Instead. Okay. And I'm very sorry for not you know telling you about this at all. So to, to start with. I'm gonna say I'm gonna choose a shoot 'em up. Okay. Back in the nineties, and you probably could. I mean, take my, a wild my, guess. My brain's going to two places as soon as you say All right. that. But I won't want to say anything. I'll let you go. Now, back in the nineties. Ah, uh, you see, now, now start talking about it. I'm kind of. I'm, I'm gonna mention two games now. So back in the nineties, Wolfenstein was. A 3D shoot 'em up. You kind of see through the eyes of, I believe it was just a prisoner in bottom of it, a castle, Castle Wolfenstein, I guess it was. And the idea was to shoot your way out of the castle. Uh, there'd be uh, guards, there'd be dogs um, in your way, and you'd have to find your way out. Normally through collecting keys to open up doors. That will lead you to other keys to open up other doors before you get to the exit. That was Wolfenstein. Doom was the slightly higher graphic-friendly follow-up to Wolfenstein. To be honest, I don't know if you can get retro Wolfenstein anywhere. I I'd be surprised if you can't. But Doom is definitely the game you can get everywhere. Mm. And I don't mean, you know, Doom Eternal. I mean, Doom, what Doom 1, Doom 2. It was like, was it, it's not, it wasn't quite 6-bit. Was it like 12-bit or 16-bit? It, it, well, it would have been. Yeah, it was pixel. It, it, it was, was, was PC-based, so, uh, yeah. The very original ones were anyway. And it mm. was like... Every room looked exactly the same. Every corridor looked exactly the same. Oh yeah. And and the, it was like the whole like, where's the yellow key? Where's the green key that goes in the green door? Where's the red key that goes in the red door? Type stuff. Oh well, yeah. There's something about that. Um, it was always I, the, my favourite bit of Doom was always the facial expressions of the Doom guy. And oh, as you get more and more hurt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he would just get more and more rough in the bottom until like he's like blood on his face and like black eye. And, like you, you see, I kind of I kind of want to do an impression of it, but I'm acutely aware that we've been shown live to a small group of people as well. Yeah. And it's like now that would just look terrible. But, but, but those two games were kind of the start of 
the shoot the shoot 'em up and probably like the first person shooter genre, right? Yeah. This is that, where those yeah. things the inception. It's, pro- it's things. probably where games like Fortnite and Call of Duty yeah. kinda came from. Yeah, I imagine most of the developers on the games like that mm. will have probably gamed played these games, right? Yeah. Um, this is where their passion probably came from. The game player. Do do you have a equivalence kind of game? Do I have an equivalent game? I mean, my because because if not, we can move on to you know. No, I mean, I guess if we're thinking about shoot 'em ups, my first gaming experience of shoot 'em ups was Duck Hunt. Yeah. Where you actually got the physical gun controller, right? It was like mm. really old school, like clearly not trying to look like a gun gun that <laughs> Nintendo mm-hmm. did. And it was a controller and um, Duck Hunt was that thing where the dog would walk on the screen and jump behind this um, static pixelated grass and then up would fly these ducks who had like probably like three flying animations. Cracking. And they would like yeah. fly across the screen. But it was so good fun. It was so good yeah, fun because yeah, it was yeah. tangible as well. You had something in your hand. And the dog always laughed at you, and it was yeah. always hilarious. And you always wanted to shoot the dog, you know? It's yeah. the way of the world. That's probably that was probably my like first real interaction with the idea of shooting in the gaming kind of concept as a, as a thing that you would do to ha- kind of facilitate the gameplay. Right? The shooting mm. was the thing that you did. Um, something about it a good shooter like gives you that scratches an itch and that's still to this day like you know without we're obviously not talking about those games today but <laughs> retro wise there's definitely something in that like I think people early on noticed that like there's something about um, it that appeals mm. to like gamers um, and that, and yeah I, I just Doom and Wolfenstein are just so iconic I, I don't think you have to really say much other than the, the fact that they're just they're still out there. You can still get them. I imagine you can get Wolfenstein. I think I've played Wolfenstein. I say fairly recently. I'm thinking probably teenage years, which <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> not um, is about 15 years ago. Um, but I, I think it is something that does arounds. Like I imagine you could probably get uh, in browser Wolfenstein on the internet if you just type in Wolfenstein. Ooh. Um, you'd probably be able to get an in browser. Someone will be hosting it somewhere. There'll be a site that hosts it, that you can just play it. Um, such is the wonder of the internet. Um, Wolfenstein, original. Oh. But like Andy, when I approached the research, I, I did the same thing he did and went, I kind of did genre, but not, not as specifically as I went and looked for the best first person game or the retro first person game or retro kind of but my brain went to what do I enjoy playing what what did I enjoy playing what genre of game did I really really enjoy when I was um, gaming really really young and kind of the retro because I you know gaming in the, in the 90s and one that jumped out straight away and I'm, I'm being a bit of a sellout here but only only slightly in the the first game I want to talk about and mention to everyone out there is Final Fantasy Oh, okay. The original Final Fantasy game. Okay. Uh, back when RPGs were RPGs and they were hundred, they're hundreds and hundreds of hours long. And <laughs> the, I mean, the, back the when caveat, RPGs were real RPGs. <laughs> the only caveat with Final Fantasy is that Square Enix 
um, like a bit like you to still play pay fairly premium prices for their product and and so even an even their you know mobile version of Final Fantasy will still set you back like eight pounds. Um, it's fairly pricey, but. Mm. I did just say hundreds of hours. You talk, you are talking hundreds of hours of content. Final Fantasy is a huge game, um, and they have been huge, and that's part of what's made them big, big games. Um, but the charm and the music, you know, of these early big RPG games, like they really got their hooks into me. Like I'm still a huge RPG fan now because of games like Final Fantasy, mm. the original Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics as well. That was huge. Uh, back in the day and just there's something about their ability square square soft as they were then they're square edicts now but we'll get into why the, mm. the who falls and the why falls of game development and studios and why they merge and that and probably <laughs> that's the topic for another yeah. day square enix as they are known now and how you'll commonly know them now um they have a reputation for putting together these charming charming worlds and adventures Mm. making you invest in the characters and the heroes and largely all done through music yeah and so if that's what sounds at all appealing the retro game for you is Final Fantasy and you can get it on the iStore and on the Android store on the Google Play store I, I, if it look out for sales that's all I'm going to say mm. scary stuff like maybe wishlist them and look out for when they go on sale a lot so look out for when they go on sale and pick it up and just try it. And it'd be comparatively cheap then, wouldn't it? Yeah. Compa- yeah. So compared to the big, big games where they are 50, 60 odd quid. Yeah. Yeah. Still cheap. Um, they have all of them now, I think. I think all the Final Fantasy games are available on the on those stores. Um, just try them out. You can see if you even if you made yourself a promise of like I'm going to go through all the games. You can they're really good at showing you like how game development developed Final, mm. because Final Fantasy tend to come out every few years and they tend to be displaying usually like they're the they're the trendsetter. Square Enix yeah. especially um, pushed the technological te- technological boundaries. They they made one of the first 3D games out there PlayStation 1 Final Fantasy 7 for those of you who don't know the, the transition between 2D games pixel pixel art games side scrolling games to full 3D uh, yes it's very cubey and blocky mm. but there's something quite endearing about that and I feel like if you follow Final Fantasy through kind of their game development uh, that's the game series in general you'll see the development of games like in real time that's a, so that's, that's my first one Final Fantasy okay. 4 can, can I oh well, what what should we talk next? Platformer or puzzler? Let me see. What have I? Um, we could go puzzler. Puzzler. Actually, that's probably a, the wise choice because you know platformers when you're talking retro are so much more exciting. But lemmings. Okay. Lemmings. Incredibly hard to kind of get hold of the kind of you know lemmings from back in the day, back when I was a young man and all that, but you can get it from um, the Microsoft store. Nice. And uh, what I remember, it wasn't too expensive, it was just a couple of quid. And for those of you who don't know, Lemmings was big back in the 90s. Basically what would happen is that a hatch would open somewhere in the sky and a number of Lemmings would just walk out 
will fall out of it and then start walking in one direction and probably plummet to their doom. Unless, of course, you give one lemming or a series of lemmings uh, a particular skill to survive whatever obstacle is in front of them. So it's down to you to, you know, keep as many lemmings as you possibly can alive. Sometimes it just wouldn't work. And sometimes, you know, you might have to sacrifice one or two to kind of get through a obstacle. It was sad. But then, you know, when, when they died, they had this adorable kind of cry of, oh no, which uh, was sad. So it's kind of made it, you know, a little bit less sad. We, we, we love lemmings. All, all lemmings are okay here, you know, it's, it's fine. But anyway, um, I think you can also get it on mobile game stores as well. Okay. Uh, I think it... Hmm, I'm hesitant because from what I remember, it's more of a general updated version of Lemmings. And from, Zach, I'm just going to say it. It's not the same. It's not. But we if, we but, talked about this briefly before we recorded, but... It's not the same. But not. if you want to relive your Lemmings dreams of yesteryear there you go get yourself a Microsoft store yeah. over to you well uh, thinking about um, puzzly type games I'm going more on the strategy side of Ooh. puzzle and I am mm. gonna say to you sir fire emblem Ooh, is that is that noisy so yeah, it goes way way back. Okay. It goes it goes way. way oh, educate Andy time. Yes. Um, you should you search it now. Um, so it wasn't a huge thing in. So the caveat with this is it wasn't a huge thing in the West. So some of these games were only released in Japan, uh, and we got versions. Technicality. Of we got versions of them over time. Uh, as they were released in the West. It became Fire Emblem still furry new to the West in terms of why like, usually games from the didn't do well, kind of general releases in the West. Um, however, um, it's probably the emergence of something else that I love. So this so you're thinking Final Fantasy is your party of four, run around, turn based RPG. Mm. is your um, units have different sets of weaknesses, they're placed on like a, an imaginary chessboard and the objective is to form, well they'll go on a grand adventure obviously there's going to be a grand adventure, there's always a grand adventure with me Andy there's always a grand oh. adventure um, but this one is more like strategy in like placing your units in different places on the board and outthinking the opponent and um, yeah that introduced like a triangle, mm. like a rock paper scissors system um, of like how unit, what units are strong against what units. And the first one is very kind of basic in terms of graphically, obviously, because it's a really old game. Um, it's, um, but it's just so charming, and really kind of the emergence of the ta- the tactical um, role playing genre, um, which is now as big as it's ever been, um, and just. I love the genre, I love that type of game, and this was where it all started for me. This was probably my first introduction to that kind of game. Um, 
as a kind of like more um, strategy-based RPG rather than like your standard Final Fantasy where you could just over-level, right? And be mm -hmm. going yes. out of the levels, be a thing. This is... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, that but, works. <laughs> um, but the, these are definitely the kind of... It takes you 20 minutes to think about what you're going to do only to then end up losing. And permadeath mm. as well. This was my first experience of that, that concept in that your character dies, they're done. No. It's donezos. And main characters, no. they're not immune. They don't have any plot armor in these games. No, no, um, no. They, they die in the battle, they're gone. They're, you're not seeing them again until you want to start the game again. And that That's was a huge not thing right. for me. Um, puts the weight in the game, gives it that meat of like your choices and decisions matter. And this is the mm. first time gaming ever did that for me. The idea okay. that your choices matter. There will be a consequence for you losing this character, your story elements, um, other things like that. Um, yeah, so there you go, Fire Emblem. So, Fire Emblem is available on the Switch. There you go. Not a part of the uh, Switch online, your... but. Oh. But, uh, well, it doesn't look like it. But do they have like a bundle of like, the old ones that you can buy, I reckon? Uh, possibly. The most uh, recent one's really good, by the way, but that's not retro game, so... <laughs> and also, I apologise. I questioned if it was a 1990s game. It's might be old It's almost a 1980s game. Was it 1990? It was 1990. Uh, but, yeah. Now... Yes, so. Can, can, can we finish by talking about platformers? We can, although I'm I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a curveball in that. Oh, go on. The only that is technically, I think it is a platformer, but it's a different kind of take on Ooh, that. Ooh, go on. you go first. Well, I, it's something about the old school Mega Drive, SNESs, uh, I felt just unleashed the platformer game on the poor unsuspecting public. Ooh. Platformer is literally you've got a character on a screen standing on some sort of platform and that could be a hillside. It could actually just look like platforms floating there. But they are but you're walking normally from the left hand side of the screen to the right hand side of the screen. It's generally how a lot of platformers work in 1990s were filled with them mm. so I think any sort of list on retro games that you can get now we would be amiss not to say Sonic the Hedgehogs because almost I imagine all of them are available somewhere if you've on either console store or on Steam you, you can find them online or we should also mention, oh, and you can also get them on phone, on mobile app stores as well. We should also mention Super Mario. A uh, little bit harder to find retro versions of it if you don't have an, a Switch. Online, yeah. But if you've got Nintendo Online, they're all there. It's there. Pretty much. It, yeah, I think. It's only £3.99 a month. Something like that. I'd say, ultimately, yeah. I think it's 3 99 a month. Um, yeah. 
for Nintendo Online. So if you have a Switch and you don't have it, I recommend getting it because it's got a huge retro collection on there. There are some really, um, really great games available on there. Really good look back at Nintendo's old catalog of retro games, um, focusing primarily on the original Nintendo console and Nintendo the SNES. Um, but all SNES sorts of rumours about it right now. Oh, all sorts of rumours. Um, yeah, if a GameCube would be huge. Like GameCube, forget. I've heard, I've heard Game Boy. Oh, okay. Where I'm Still like, mm, I would prefer GameCube. Yeah, I mean anything. They, I mean N64 would be huge as well. Like, let's let's not pretend like there are some classic games on there you'd like to play, like GoldenEye and like oh. um, some really bizarre Japanese games came out like there that crazy <laughs> and I'd love to go back and revisit. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm going to slightly left field because I didn't realise we were doing Andy basically decided we were doing genres without me um, however out, for some unknown reason my brain must have known this and so I have three games I have three things to talk about that fantastic um, or four I guess because you said there's a fourth one and I imagine nah 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 well there, there was a fourth one but then I realised that I've already yeah, we've already talked about it and then That's I realised that actually we'll throw out you can't a, get a, it a couple of bonus games maybe okay yes um, however my platformer and I, I do consider it a platformer but I'm going to just throw it out there Pac-Man yes so although yeah. He is on. He is on a platform. Uh, no, it counts. It counts. Yeah, it's a retro I game. Do, it's fine. You, it's... Moving, you do move around as Pac-Man, right? And mm. Pac-Man for me was just that game that where you always you sat down and you always had fun. Mm. Like I, I, just the ultimate de-stressing. I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. Pac-Man can be stressful, um, <laughs> but there's, there's, it's just it's so much fun. And you, you, you'd think to yourself, a circle that kind of appears and, and re, like half of him disappears and then reappears to give the impression of a mouth opening and closing that's all it is right <laughs> it's classic um, and it's, really, and it's the classic arcade dots. game yeah and it, and he just goes around a maze and eats dots and right. tries to avoid getting eaten by the slimes like it couldn't get more let's simple, get some history it is just it uh, uh, just play pack <gasps> Just play it. If you've not played Pac-Man, Google Pac-Man. Yeah. At least on a computer. Yeah. Pac-Man, what? Just... Because if you Google Pac-Man... Does it come up with a in-browser? Yeah. There's, there's a little... Yeah, of course it does. Course Back it does. from uh, when it was Pac-Man's birthday yeah. and uh, Google yeah, transformed yeah. their logo into Pac-Man. There you go. Oh, my days. But Pac-Man for me is, well, I did like Sonic and I did like Mario. Something about Pac-Man, like the old I'm guys, like you little go, ghosty. Go, go, go even before them, right? Pac-Man. I'm going like, to eat your little ghost. The inception of like cabinet, old school arcade gaming. Pac-Man, get in on it, guys. Pac-Man is the place to go. I'm going to eat your little. Place to go. No, I've just been eaten by a ghost. See. He's, play, he's only been playing it for like two minutes and he's already having a great time. And lost as well. So, I mean, that says it all, guys. Those of you that are listening on the audio version, Andy has taken it upon himself to um, find an in-browser Pac-Man. I imagine you could just type Pac-Man into any browser. Yeah, uh, yeah literally, just typed in Pac-Man into Google and it was at the top of the screen. Yep. 
Um, give it a try. For those of you non-gamers out there, Pac-Man's a great place to start. No, really I've just simple. been killed by ghosts. But um, super frenetic, good, good kind of. The concept is just it will just grab you. You want to do better and better every time. Like the feedback loop, like the loop of like being successful at it and getting good at it. Um, the skill skill craft's quite high. Like so, it's just one of those games where it's just it's just a good time. Pac-Man's just a good time, Andy. Yay! I won. There you go. So I think the Pac-Man I was playing is probably you know. A little bit easier than the classic arcades. Yeah. So just one big lane is there and you're just going back and forth. No, well, mm, mm, it, it's in it's in the shape of Google. Ah. Uh. They, it was, it was something they, they did a few years back. Um, in that some, even now, sometimes on particular anniversaries, so I'll change the logo of Google to match something else or to be designed around a theme and they did that with Pac-Man and they made a playable Pac-Man game amazing awesome but uh, yeah does that conclude or, or well, does that conclude like or do we have bonus, space bonus, for bonus ones bonus game so okay this, so genre out the window you can if you were going to pick a retro game any genre Right really, now. really, really, really quickly, Micro Machines. Amazing. We've already seen that you love it. Or, copy of it. or Resident Evil Nemesis. Okay. The original. I'm going to go Asteroids. Ooh, that's 80s. Yeah. Well, and so it's Pac-Man, actually, I think. Space yeah. Traders. And there you go. Oh, proper retro. <laughs> I've been out retros. I love it. Uh... If you've really? heard of either of those, just go check them out. You'll be able to find a version of them somewhere. There, especially asteroids and space invaders, you'll find a fake. They're classic. Yeah, arcade. They're out there. You'll be able to find a version Games. of it to play. Um, they're really simple, really easy concepts, but boy, will they have you raging and wanting to do better and trying to yeah, just go and have fun and then check out, check them out. Indeed. Right, Zach. I think it's time for us to say. Farewell to people. Well, that leaves me with only one choice, and that choice is this. This has been episode 12. He says, see, optimistically, 12, 13, 14, 15, a million, 3 billion, 463, 20, 19. Episode 13, Zach. Episode 13. So, guys, uh, this has been Skill Check episode 13. I have been Zach. He has been Andy. And please check us out on all great podcast providers. You'll find us if you just search for Skill Check. And if you listen and you'd like to know more about anything we've talked about or more about the YMCA in general, then please do get in touch with us. You'll find all our information at www.ymcaxter.org.uk and if you go to the page with all the staff members on there you'll find us there and you can find our email addresses there so please do get in touch with us if you have any questions if you'd like to request a theme of an episode or have any ideas for us that you, or any feedback in general really please do get in touch with us but this has been the episode for this week and we will see you all next time